Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Champions of Happy podcast, the podcast where I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile, and what brings them joy. Hi everyone, on this episode we are doing a recap. We are basically looking at all the 17 episodes that have been recorded since July of this year and we're going to briefly talk about each one and just say what was so bloody great about them. Firstly, let me take the opportunity to say thank you to all my guests that have been on the podcast. You've really got me through a tough time. Uh, so I know you've got a lot of listeners listening um, doing the same. So firstly, thank you so much to you for being on my podcast in the first place. And thank you to Jason who came back on the podcast to do this recap with me. There will be more episodes to come in 2021. So I'm really looking forward to recording them. And you can keep up to date with all the information about the podcast by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just find us by searching for Champions of Happy. So without further ado, let's get to the recap. Hello and welcome back, my first ever guest on the podcast, Jason. Hello. Hi, James. Sorry, you literally caught me mid pour of wine, so it's like I mean, oh, that's caught me off guard. So great. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, thank you for coming back on the podcast. You were my first ever test pilot episode guest, and you're back for the very end of the year. So thank you. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. So we recorded, I can't remember the, the exact date we recorded your episode, but we recorded it in July. Um, Damn, and and we're long. now in, yeah, we're now in December. Uh, the entire, we've been on lockdown, we've been on lockdown two, lockdown three. And as of yesterday, we're now on lockdown four, to, or tier four, I should say. <laughs> How things have changed? Um, I, I kept singing, um, happy new tier, happy new tier, like the ABBA song, like, because we're oh. now in a uh, my mum tried to call me yesterday to talk about it. I was like, yeah, man, today is not the day. Today we spoke and I'm okay about it now. But I was like, I don't, I just, nah. Um, but hey, how have things have changed since the beginning of the podcast? We're still locked down. I mean, that hasn't changed. But um, yes, so so I'm so happy the podcast has, uh, has gone on as long as it has. Um, we've had some incredible guests, some really insightful stories and some really lovely tales. Um, and on this, this is less of an episode and more of a, a recap uh, episode, very much like on TV shows where they don't have the budget to really film another episode. So they just like cut and paste uh, sequences from past episodes. So basically, what we're going to do really is very quickly go through all the episodes we've done in this year and just very briefly touch on what, what they've talked about, what lovely um, little stories they've mentioned. And yeah, just have a little refresher because going into 2021, the podcast will continue. There will be more episodes. Um, I am currently looking into getting a professionally made jingle uh, rather than using some free stuff I found on the internet. Uh, and I'm Ooh. hoping to like keep the podcast going forward. And um, so, yeah, just wanted to look back where it started. And I wanted to do that with you because you were the first guest. So, yay. yay. So, like, um, it's, it's, it's hard to think, like, literally back then, it was like, I fancy doing this. Do you want to come on and join me with it? I'm like, sure, why not? Let's see where it goes. And it's like, oh, okay, it's actually, it's actually a thing now. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> well, the original idea has changed, like, I think, like, two or three times before I even got you on the podcast. So and I'm very happy with where it's gone. And I think that this is, this is the format now it's going to continue with. And I loved how when I first recorded the episode with you, I didn't even know what I was going to call the, episode, what I was going to call the podcast. Um, Champions of Happy came about when I was uploading and your episode necessarily wasn't going to go live. Um, it was always going to be a test episode, but I was so eager and so happy with it that I just wanted to get it out there. Cause I know what I'm like, if I don't like upload something, I won't keep doing something. And then more guests got booked in and booked in and booked in. And it's all kind of snowball there. So thank you for you. Thank you. For, thank you for you. 
It's honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm not going to lie, I've actually really enjoyed listening each week and listening to everyone's stories. Like, it kind of gives you the fuzzies of like hearing like every person's little thing that gives them a little bit of a tick. And it's like, mm. oh, that's cute. Or, oh, that's sweet. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be back. You know me, I'm Good. a glass, glass half full kind of guy. So we, in the end, the podcast uh, for this year, we started in July. The last episode we recorded last week with Eleanor. Her, she was number 17. Uh, so there have been 17 since July, which I'm over the moon with. And I'm so happy that I've been so fortunate to have booked the guests on that I have. Uh, so starting with you then, we um, we talked about your love of board games. Now, again, the podcast has changed a little bit because it, we now talk about people's area where they specialise more so in work and, and life. And board games for you was very much a test because we, we both know you like board games, but it was very much a test subject. And I know you've just recently, you've been, you've joined the Rugby Stags team. So you never know, we might get you back on again to talk about that. But I'm thankful that I encouraged you and bullied you to come onto a podcast about board games, at least. Honestly, I was like, when I hear back all these people's like inspirational stories about all these amazing things they've been doing, I'm like, I sat there for an hour and talked to you about board games. I'm like, honestly, there's people that have talked about like amazing things that have done throughout lockdown or things that have done with their lives. I'm like, oh my God, I sat there and talked about games. Like, why did I, why did I pick that subject? <laughs> it's a good subject. And, and I think a lot of people recently have been playing more board games and have been doing jigsaws and have been doing hobbies they wouldn't have necessarily thought about doing while stuck indoors. And now, have you, since I know we talked a lot about um, the game. Um, <clears throat> the Disney game Villainous have you uh, been continuing to play oh absolutely honestly it's like it's that go to things like once a week it's like trying to tell you off what do you want to play oh should we play Villainous yeah let's play Villainous yeah go on who do you want to play tonight oh I don't know who's in the box and it's like literally that's how you decide who's playing like one of us will have like either myself or my other half will decide who we want to be out of the whole like spectrum of like how many you up to now? Nine. Uh, out of the whole, like, uh, 16 people that you could potentially be. And then whoever's, like, the most, like, lateral of the design, it's like, oh, I'll just be whoever else is in the box. And it's like, who, who have I not been yet? It's kind of that situation. Um, it's kind of funny as well, because ever since yesterday, <laughs> ever since yesterday, um, I kid you not, I was on Facebook last night uh, around about nine o'clock. And there was four different people that were not interlinked or interjected or anything, just four people that I know randomly from different groups or walks of life. And they were like, what two player board games are out there in the world? I'm like, villainous. And then I started like reeling off all these other ones as well. So that was always the first one that I started with. And I was like, right, and there's this one, and there's this one, this one, this one, this one. So I'm like, these are the ones that you can play with two people, or these are the ones you can play if you have Zoom or if you have like this, that, and the other. <laughs> over the period of lockdown have um who's the better player in the game is it yourself or your partner oh he's definitely a lot better than i am oh and i have <laughs> oh, it, it begrudges me to say that as well and like i swear out of probably about let's say 30 plus games that we've played i've probably <laughs> probably only won about six oh. <laughs> Gosh, well, you've so got plenty more time to get better. Oh, yeah. the tally is not in my favour. The thing is, the problem is, I'm more concentrating on like, how can I be better? What can I do to make myself win? As opposed to how can I hurt this other person or how can I like end their game? I don't know. Maybe I'm just not much of a villain. Maybe I'm more of a princess. I don't know. You have to be more cutthroat. Vicious, go for the kill. I know, I know, I know, I know. Off the top of your head, have you played any other new games since um, we did the episode that you can talk about? Um, what? Oh, oh my God, now you're talking about July. What did I talk about back in July? Um, Tension was always a fun one. Um, that's fun. Um, Unstable Unicorns is a good one to like get out every now and again, which is a really good fun. And also, I'm... I mean, what day is it today? I'm hoping I'm going to get it for Christmas, but Happy Little Dinosaurs is what is on my Christmas wish list. So hopefully I'll get Happy Little Dinosaurs. Um, have we got any new games? 
No. Oh, do you know what? I've, I've really gone old school. I've started playing Yahtzee. Yahtzee. I, I've learned how to play Yahtzee. And every now and again, like at least twice a week, it's like, should I play the Yahtzee? Like, yeah, it's fine. So that's literally been what we've been doing. It's like having a couple of games of Yahtzee per week. And I'm like, am I literally a 75-year-old woman? <sighs> but do you know what? I absolutely love it. I'm not going to lie. It's actually good fun. <laughs> ah. Now, moving on then to episode two of the podcast, I was so over the moon to get Joe Glass on. Um, he's a content writer, mostly working within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and he was promoting his comic book, Glitter Vipers, which is now currently out there. I got my copy via Kickstarter. I think you can now still order it as itself. Um, I know he's doing a lot of add-ons on Kickstarter still with badges and such. Um, so over the moon that Joe said yes to doing a, a brand new podcast. Um, it, he was so I've met Joe before um, once in person at a Comic-Con, but it was so nice to get read back in touch with him again over the podcast and really talk about his creative project. I mean... Yeah, I've read it. It's a it's a really great read. If you can get your hold of it, I heavily suggest you all do. It's called The Glitter Vipers, um, a gay team of vigilantes set in Manchester Canal Street. Yes, certainly, certainly a highlight to to listen to. So to, to read rather. And Jason, did you have you um have you seen much of Joe's work? Of course, like literally as soon as I've listened to the episode, I was like, right, I need to look this up. And what I couldn't believe was, but well, what I could believe because it was actually pretty incredible, was how diverse the characters were that he actually created. Because mm. um, I looked at his, like, I literally didn't look just at um, Glitter Vipers. I looked at his older work as well. So I went through a bit of a like cross, like like um, what's the word? Looking at it, I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I'm not very good at that sort of thing. However. <laughs> I I did go through it and I was like, oh my god! Like he's actually creating a, oh cross section. There we go. A cro- like a diverse cast of like characters in there. So you've got like your twinks, you've got your bears, you've got your trans. It's like oh my god! There's literally a bit of something for everyone. Mm. So no matter who you identify as or what you kind of like draw yourself to, there was a different character that you can kind of relate to. I mean, you were probably similar to myself as a child. That little bit different, little bit in the closet, not knowing where you fit in. Like comic books are the way to look into what is out there in the world. So to have representation of different like genders and ethnicities and also like like uh, spectrums of the the LGBT community, it was it was amazing. Like honestly, hats off to the guy. Absolutely hats off. Yeah, because right. he he also had a, a, a I think one of the comics you're referring to is the Pride, where literally every character is a archetype within the gay community. So you've got Twink, you've got Wolf, you've got um you've got a bear, which is literally a, a bear in a harness. A a comic book a series I would really recommend um that happened this year was Empire which really, really championed um, two gay characters, Hulkling and Wiccan. They're two gay young... I think they're, I think they're now young 20s, I think. But they could be teens. Didn't they get still. married? They got married. Um, and it's this, they got this lovely, there's this lovely spread of artwork um, showing their wedding. And Hulkling and Wiccan really have cemented their place now in the Marvel Universe. And it's, it was so, I was so happy to see it. Um, it was one of the much better storylines that we've, been, we've got this year from Marvel, in my opinion. On to episode three, then we talk. We uh, I have the lovely guest um, Wayne on, aka Liar Bell, uh, the drag queen. I was I was a little bit, to be fair, honest. I I don't know Wayne that well in real life, so I was a little bit nervous about talking to him um, about having a guest, my first guest on, who I didn't really know because I had you on, who my friend, about Joe, who I've spoken to a lot in the past. This is my first guest. Who really, I just like randomly, not randomly. I I chose him because I knew I wanted him on as a guest. But I sent the message say. Will you be on my podcast, please? And he was all up for it. He was he was all camp for it, uh, as he would say. Um, and it turned out to be really great. I kind of I think I started to find my voice a bit more as a podcaster in that episode. And because he also he does so much, he has a podcast, he does a YouTube thing, he performs, um, he does TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not that interesting or of a person. I, I'm also not that like showy as a person so i was a little bit nervous about interviewing him but i had a actually i actually hats off to me i think i did a pretty good job <laughs> and this isn't just an episode to praise myself i just say just yeah it's nice to see my uh 
my abilities as a podcaster as this all goes on. And he was lovely as well. It was a really nice podcast and a really nice insight to see what it's like to work on the London drag scene when you're not necessarily one of the RuPaul queens. Well, that that's the thing, though. Like, you're, you're I mean, when we're going into that episode, you're in a Michael Parkinson was coming out. You were like, so, tell me about when this happened. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> a broken um, dream. Exactly. But the thing is, though, like, Wayne... For the good point, he is a good representation of what a London queen is, especially mm. on the London scene. With uh, Liabella, like, he, like she, she's very much that. Do you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go out and be me. This is what I represent. I'm not gonna be that beauty pageant type queen. I'm gonna be out there and be a little bit grotty, a little bit dirty, a little bit com- more comedic more than anything else. Mm. And she was like, "Do you know what? This is what I'm gonna represent." And like she's done amazing things for what she like can in the circuit as well. So we've we've seen her like live in like honestly, I was in stitches like watching her. And like I don't know. She's she's a great representation of what a comedic drag queen can be. Yeah, so, and her show is and, very much more of a cabaret comedian kind of drag queen rather than a lip sync. I mean she does lip sync for her life and she does do the typical drag stuff, but she is very much a she comes more from a theatre kind of stagey background, which kind of explains more her aesthetic and her style, which I really applaud. And I've seen her a number of times and I've always really enjoyed her. Like 99, 100% of the time, always see a flash of his ass because that's, you know, just the kind of Queen Wayne is. On the next episode, I spoke to my college friend, Sammy, who talked all about her inclusive theatre work and how she'd been trying to bring that into COVID safe measures and doing performances from a social distance a place for people in care homes and she also spoke about how her house is coming together how she's got some new interesting pets including her ducks and ducklings and her bees um yeah that was really nice because i haven't spoken to sammy actually properly in a really long time so this podcast has really given me a great excuse to like well firstly gives me people to talk to and reach out to people i I haven't necessarily had it in depth with for a while and it was yeah sammy was just like she's all i mean she's a performer anyway she knows how to talk, and she was just a dream to catch up with. Yeah, honestly, like when you when you listen back to it, and you you hear like where your passions are, like you have like you're gonna go through and throughout this entire like podcast anyway. But you have a lot of people with a lot of passion that have come to you, or you've got to them like they've actually spoken to you about what they're doing. And what what she was like saying is like super super cute. Like it's it's not necessarily about always thinking about what you're doing. Is that what can you do to give back? Mm. And like the fact that she was like doing all these um, like COVID safe like productions, giving back to the community. It's like, do you know what? I I applaud her for that. And on I, I literally my heart was melted when I talk about little cute things like ducklings and ducks. It's like, do you know what? If you've got a passion, I don't know if I can swear. I'm not going to do. And if you've got a passion, go for it. Like, do you know what? If it's going to be cute, if it's going to make you happy. Just go for it. Why not? What is stop actually stopping you right now? And that is the one thing that I got from listening to her podcast. Like, what is actually stopping you? That is all I was really happy we got Sammy on as well because it, she's not necessarily a person you'd hear about. Like, she's not. Um, she's not big on social media. She's not. She's not on Instagram. She's not on Twitter. She's not really on Facebook. Um, she's not doing stuff for to show off. She's just doing it because one, it's a job, and two, she loves it. And it was just nice to know I could just shine a little light on her for a change and say, you're doing really great things and I really want to hear everyone else to hear about it. So I'm, I'm more than happy to champion Sammy because she's bloody brilliant. So on the next episode then with Cage on episode five, so we had Cage, the fitness instructor, the um, personal trainer, the actor, dancer, life model, all round lovely ray of sunshine, one of my favourite people in the entire world. I, I, I do mention this to him on the podcast episode how he cheered me up tremendously on a very sad period of my life once. Um, and I'm so happy he said yes. He's the first and only person to do the podcast on 3G while in a park, which made recording a little bit trickier than it should have been. <laughs> but we made it work. We got there. We learned a bit more about his work on Mamma Mia. We learned more about his um, what he'd been doing to keep people fit via uh, Instagram Live. He's now doing some really great classes um for various different fitness people online. Um, so he does a bar, he does, um, I believe it's, oh God, what is it? Circuit. 
Uh, and there's another one who does it. He has a massive whole timetable of fitness classes. I've checked in. I've done a few classes. They're bloody hard, but they're great. And they're all like stuff you can do while living in a flat. So my biggest concern is like making too much noise while exercising. If I'm jumping up and down, I'm going to make, I'm going to really annoy my neighbors beneath me. But his classes are so suited for if you live in a house or he'll have an alternative. So you don't necessarily make too much noise. And he's just, ah, I love Cage. He is so happy and lovely and nice. Yeah, honestly, he doesn't like, from coming across listening to him, I've never, like, disclosure, I've never met him in my entire life, just saying it out there. But he sounds like the sort of person that would like proper pick you up if you ever were feeling on that like downward or negative spiral or even on just having a bit of a bad day. But he's like, no, come on, we can do this. It's going to be great. Like, I'm going to pick you up. And throughout lockdown, I did catch a couple of like his um, Instagram live feeds as well. Can I touch my toes? Absolutely not. Could I like do some of the exercises? Absolutely not. Did I attempt them? Yeah, I did. I, I attempted them. That is the word to use. I attempted them. However, it was just a case of, do you know what? If he's going out there and doing this for everyone else out in the world, what is holding me back from doing it? I want to give it a go. I, I probably can't. I'll probably look like a complete seal or whale trying to do it, but I'm going to go for it. Honestly. No, he's, got, he's got such a lovely spirit. And even when you're doing the workouts, he'll be singing along or he'll be doing like a motivational talk while you're trying to do some crunches. And your body wants to die and give up. But he's just, he's there, like, so on it, just, like, cheering you on. On to episode six, I spoke with my friend and former colleague, Zobair, about family and friends and how it's just generally been um, for him during lockdown. He spent most of his time in Cardiff. I believe he's back in London now. And again, again, that just felt like a phone conversation that I would normally have with him to catch up, see how things are, see what dating like dating life is like during um, lockdown. Um, he hadn't been doing any, but he had been talking to people via various apps and websites and whatnot. Um, yeah, just a lovely catch up and to see how he's getting on and just to hear from him again is just, it cheered me up. I don't, I don't know about anyone else, but it made me happy to talk to him. And I got to share that uh, conversation with everyone else. I and literally, this, this podcast sometimes is just I'm having a phone conversation with someone and I just happened to be recording them with their consent. Honestly, sometimes that's how that's that that's how anyone like myself or anyone that's listening to this right now needs to feel. It needs to feel like you've got that connection. It doesn't matter if you know this person or not. It's like having that conversation, bringing to the table how you feel, bringing to the table what you're going through. Absolutely, do it. Like I've always said, the best podcasts are those the that feel like. Champions of Happy and other podcasts that exist in the world uh-huh. are those that <laughs> are those that sound like you're sitting around having a chat with friends around a table. Hmm. Yeah, because if you can't associate, if you can't relate to it, or if you can't like bring to it, that great, fine. But if you can, if you can sit there and think, you know what, I could literally be sitting there with a glass of wine right now, having this conversation with these people. That is the sort of thing that you relate to. And that's exactly what it was with him. Like, it was very raw. It was very, like, honest. It was very open. It's like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and talk to you as if I'm talking to you literally right in front of me in the middle of a pub with a pint. It was also really a lovely reminder to, while lockdown's going on and people are feeling a bit crap and just a bit down, to not only check in on yourself, but to check on people that you necessarily haven't spoken to for a while. Even if it's just, it doesn't have to be like a long recorded podcast episode it could be a phone call or it could be a very quick text just to check on people and you might not necessarily get a response straight away like people might be bogged down and, and don't want to respond straight away but it's just a quick little it reminded me that i should be checking in on people as well as myself even if it is just a hey how are you kind of thing then we went on to the next episode with martin he's a performer and is now working as a carer while all theatre is pretty much closed down. So he's found a new job as a carer and working within the NHS. And he was so chill on this episode. And I, I feel he was, I feel like he was, a, he didn't really necessarily celebrate himself enough because he explained how in the theatre, because he's done work on various shows, including Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. He mentioned how he was a swing uh, and he explained that a swing is someone who like rehearses various different parts and then 
he'll fill in for someone else if someone's not doing something, but he has to learn every single role. And I, I, I didn't really know what that meant at the time. So I didn't know how much of a big deal that was. But then someone else told me he massively underplayed himself and the importance of that role. Like Eleanor in the latest episode explained properly what a swing was. And if, if I'd known what a swing was then when talking to Martin, I would have really gone like, that's incredible. So I want to use this opportunity to say, Martin, I didn't know how impressive being a swing was. And I've heard other people since tell me how important a swing is. You're, you're really great. <laughs> and I bless him. I think he really underplayed what he did. Um, I think he didn't want to show off. I think he was just trying to be, I don't think he wanted to gloat, but I'll happily gloat for you, Martin. Um, what you do is incredible. To learn all those particular parts and roles and everything you need to do, that's bloody hard work. Honestly, anyone that's a swing, anyone that's listening to this, that is a swing, knows a swing, or anyone that does like swing in the theatre world, I absolutely applaud you. What you do is absolutely incredible. You need to be that person that's like, oh, uh, Michelle's not turned up five minutes ago. You need to go up and like do her track. It's like, oh, um, sure, I'm going to go out and do this now right now. And it's like, wow, to be able to go out and actually do that is incredible. Like, it takes me, like, I, in the, in the theatre world, it takes me, like, a couple of weeks or so just to learn certain tracks. Like, to be able to learn everyone's tracks is incredible. And to be able to go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to be John tonight. Okay, fine. Go out. You're going to be John tonight. And you're going to like do it with precision, with grace, with beauty, like Miss United States, whatever the words are. I don't know. But to go out and do everything that that person would have had to done that's not turned up is amazing. And also, this person then turns around and is like, oh, yeah, I also work for the NHS. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you like, sorry, language. Like, you are a swing. You are going out and doing these things for all, like, this show. And you're going to go and, like, help with coronavirus and with the world and with, like, NHS and with, like, the health service. And, like, where, where does this person sleep? I'm sorry. When does this person sleep? <laughs> this, is, this is, like, nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like, honestly, this person needs a medal or a bottle of wine or a, a shot of something. I don't know. Whatever. I'm here for it. On, moving on then, so on the next episode, we, we spoke to um, Ben Smith, a uh, musician uh, and friend of mine. I didn't realise until the other day, but he's also now got a podcast of his own. So he's, his new podcast is called um, Ben's, Ben's Q-Op. I'll uh, give a little link to it. Basically, I think he, the, the point of it is he's talking to other musicians and other people who are creating music right now. And yeah, I'm, I, did, I had no idea. Um, I, I just literally popped on my, uh, my Instagram the other day. And I was like, I really wish you told me. Otherwise, I would have given it uh, more of a plug. But um, lovely to have Stephen on to hear about his uh, new EPs and songs that he's make, make, been, been producing and making, including his tracks, Burn Me and Sunrise. And really good tracks as well. And just really great songs. And it was, yeah. I've, I also felt like a proper podcaster because I felt like I was talking to a pop star for a change. Uh, so it, I felt like I was T4 um oh, what was the uh the geeky gay comedian simon Ansel. i felt like i was simon Ansel for a moment um so that was for really that fun. very moment just that that one splitting like fleeting moment but mm. for, for, for someone for someone like 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 for ben though like talking about like getting his music out there for music education lgbt youth and things like that it's like that is what we're here for today it's like, great, you can release a track, brilliant, well done. But what are you actually doing for the LGBT youth community? What are you being able to do it like to be relatable? And what are you being able to, to do to be fabulous? Honestly, some of the images that he's put out there is as well, like mm. for his like music, it's like absolutely, absolutely incredible. Like totally here for it. And like he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna like make songs. I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm gonna do this for youth. I'm gonna do this for like those that are coming through, like music education. Absolutely, wow, well done. And to do it all while this is all going on is just really impressive. And just hats off to you. Um, looking forward to finally seeing him perform live again when we can. Uh, so when that happens, then you will have a lot of people from Champions Happy there, ready and eager to see you sing and perform live. On the next episode, I spoke to Michelle Lewis, who is a uh, runner in her community. She leads groups. She gets involved in Park Run. She has her own podcast called Running Tales. 
And she's just passed her personal training exam. So congratulations, Michelle. That's incredible. Well done. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Yes. So she um, often would cheer up her community by dressing up in crazy, crazy outfits and having a little mini disco outside her house uh, so she could socially distantly entertain people in her street. People have been begging her to do it again. She's since dressed up as a gingerbread man uh, for Christmas to entertain uh, local children. Um, yeah, it was really nice to. I, I found um, Michelle via a Facebook group for podcasters who are looking to collab. She was my first one that I've done that with. That was really successful. She, great ball of energy, really honest as well about why she started to run. Um, yeah, super happy that she um, took the time because she's done a lot more podcasts than I have as well. So I was a bit intimidated because I was like, oh, I'm podcasting with a podcaster. What's she going to think of little old me? Ah. But yeah, she was great. I loved her. I'm not going to lie, this woman, um, she pretty much brought a tear to my eye, even though everything was like so, in a positive way, mm. everything was so amazing. And I was like, oh my God, this this person is like, do you know what? I'm going to cheer up everyone. But I'm going to go out on my front doorstep. I'm going to dress up as, I don't know, an elf. I don't know. She's probably not doing that right now. She's probably doing something else. But I'm going to go dress up as an elf. I'm going to dance around the, like, the street. I'm going to invite everyone to party with me. I'm going to like make a buzz around that's going on around the side of me. It's like, it's like oh my God, like, I could barely like run for a bus. And she's like running for like, uh, like all these like different charities. And she's going out in the street and like bringing novelty to everyone that's out there. And do you know what? I know she said on the podcast that she's like, oh yeah, my husband's like, 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 like into it. It's like, Go for it. Just go for it anyway. Like, if I had someone in my street that was running around the, like, running around down the roads, like, dancing to steps and playing all these, like, cheesy pop, like, queer tunes, I'm totally here for it. Like, if anyone in my street that is listening to this right now, if you have a step CD, play it on your doorstep and dance out in front of your street and I'll be there with you. 100%. Maybe Jason, you need to do it. Maybe you to be that person who gets the step CD out and uh, starts dancing in the crazy outfit. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe I do. Let's face it. I'm not going to be exactly the person that holds back from doing that. So I know every routine from every steps track. Fine, go for it. Let's go. Um, Just finish up that I'm... bottle of wine. You'd be sorted. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, though, like the fact that she was like, do you know, again, this is another person. I was like, I am going to think about everybody else. I'm going to go out on my front doorstep, make a bit of a dick of myself and dance around to the sugar babes or um, to Bewitched and make everyone happy and bring them involved. Even though we're like socially distant, it's the middle of a pandemic and everything's crazy. Go for it. And she was that person. When she was talking about what she was doing with her dad as well and the fact that like she only got into running because of her dad like before she couldn't even run for a bus but then she's going to be like do you know what I'm going to run for a bus but then the rest of it is going to come afterwards <laughs> so and next on the podcast I interviewed not one not two but three people which was for me a very big learning curve because normally all I do is a one on one so I didn't even go for uh, just two people I thought let's get three other people on the podcast and I thought necessarily because I do everything on Zoom I thought oh they'll get a good indication as to when to talk when not to talk uh, and I said, yeah, just all talk all over each other. And that didn't work. So I had a very quick learning curve of pointing and asking very direct questions about who to talk to. On the podcast, I had Erin, Alexander and Laurent. Uh, they all talked to me about their love and passion of Dungeons and Dragons, which I feel um, I actually got, uh, we had a lot of interest in that episode. And um, I think it came a lot from people who have always been interested in it or have known about it. And those who like proper full on love Dungeons and Dragons. And it was a really fun episode to hear them talk about how they got into it, the campaigns they did. And it even inspired me and you and a few of our other friends to start our little virgin campaign myself, which I've been really enjoying. Absolutely. Like, honestly, I was like, in the past, I was like, Dungeons and Dragons was just a TV show that was back in the, well, back when I was a kid. Oh, back <laughs> in that day. Um, but then I, after that, I was like, oh, it's a thing from Stranger, like Stranger Things. And then I listened to the episode. I was like, do you know what? That sounds so interesting. And listening to the three of them talk about it and their passion for it was incredible. And honestly, it's like, do you know what? I really want to give it a go. I mean, what is what is to harm? Why don't I give it a go? And listen to three of them talk about it and talk about their campaigns and talk about 
the characters that they create and the backstories and the lives and like what are we gonna what we're gonna do as a as a, as a person like this is my character this is what they're gonna like evolve into and it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from your character becomes who you make them so yes I am a gay cis man it doesn't mean that I have to in the world of Dungeons and Dragons be a gay cis man it means I can actually develop who I want to be as a person and develop that character and develop that personality and develop that drive and I could actually I could be anybody I want I guess D&D can just from the marketing and the branding of it actually looks a bit scary and intimidating to get into so I was really happy to talk to these guys because it really broke down I mean, it really helps when you have a dungeon master who knows what they're doing, but anyone can really, we, we, and my group who are doing it now, we know nothing about the Dungeons and Dragons and we're proof that anyone with the right guidance can jump on board. So my next guest, I was actually really intimidated about interviewing. And I think we both just followed each other on Instagram by pure chance, I think. So it's Yandre. He is a big and tall model. Um, he now hosts, he used to host and um, be a co-host of a TV and film show. He now hosts his own show, uh, which is incredible. He's a lifestyle fitness and wellness instructor. And he used to be a lot larger and he's lost a lot of weight. And he uses his platform to explain how and why um, and how it's done his mental health a huge glow of good. He's uh, a huge Drupal's Drag Race fan and just such a lovely, lovely man. He's such a bright energy. I was, so, I was, it was, it was quite intimidating because he's got quite a, f- a following and I was like, I'm no one. Why are you even doing my podcast? I don't understand. And I, I, I had all my notes written out and I like really, really prepared for this one because like, I can do this. And he put me so at ease. Like, it, again, I don't know this man, but it felt like I was just talking to a friend like I am talking to you now. Uh, and we still talk now, which is great. He's a lovely gentleman and just, he's taller than me and manages to find clothes that fit him better than anything I can find. And yeah, just a real board of sunshine. When when I listened to this, all I, all I could think of was like, oh my God, this man needs to like be my life man. Like he needs, <laughs> he needs, to, be my, he needs to be my life guide. Like, it's like he used to taught me to sleep. He's taught me about what to wear. He's when I wake up in the morning, he's like, "This is what you need to put on." Like when I'm thinking, "All oh, right, what do I do for my job?" or when I think of my own life, it's like, "This is what you need to do." The, this is the guy that I was like, "Just talk to me constantly." All I want you to do is talk to me constantly. Like I have never had someone that's talked on a podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I really wish that you could get in my brain and tell me what I need to do in my life. Because he was incredible. Honestly, it was so much fun. So next on the podcast, I had my guest, Raheem. He's a friend of mine from the London Gamers Chorus, which we both sing in. What a lovely treat that was. I So Raheem and I, we've met, we've, we've spoken and met each other a handful of times because he's relatively new to my chorus. But every time he has spoken to me, it's like we've known each other for a lot longer than we actually have. And he's just so lovely. Um, we spoke about how he's been performing. He's a dancer. So we, we talked about a lot of his, um, how he trained, how, where he performs, how his performance very often reimagined. So his words are he, how his performances uh, are a reimagining of masculinity. And then we just had a bit of a gossip and a gab about who he fancies on X Factor. And it turns out he's a massive Sam Smith fan. Um, and lover and he's talking about how he's looking for love and most recently uh, he kept very secret and didn't tell anyone he was on Channel 4's Naked Attraction which was a massive surprise to everyone like he didn't mention a word of it to anyone I didn't know I was like oh who's this on telly oh my god <laughs> And then there he is, completely naked on my screen. I'm like, okay, kind of wish you told me about that. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that, that's a little cheeky little surprise there. I was like, oh, mm. um, I don't know this person, but I knew them from listening to it. It's like, oh, and now they're seeing naked. Like, there we go. He's standing right there naked in front of me in, on my television. Like, great. He's such good um, television, though. He He definitely knows how to talk and how to present and how to entertain as well he's he was so effortless like on the show and it was like when it came to the naked bit i wasn't even like that phased by it just because he'd been so cool and laid back about it but like also present 
it's a shame the guy, I mean, spoilers, but meh. It's a shame the guy he ended up with was a complete and utter mm, plonker, is the yeah. word I'll use. Because um, he is so lovely and he deserves way more than what that guy on the telly was offering. Absolutely. Like, at the end of the day, like he presented himself well as he could do and he came across amazingly on TV. It's like, do you know what? You go, girl. You, you actually come across so good. At, at like at the end of the episode, it's like I really want you to like find love. He, and yeah, on the podcast, he was a delight to talk to, and just on his Instagram since he has been stunning pictures, stunning fashion, and if I'm so surprised he's single because if you've ever seen him dance in person, you'd just be amazed because he can the way he moves his body and then the way he knows himself is just there's such a confidence there. And it's like how are you still still single? What is wrong with the world? You beautiful um, person. I loved how for the first like five, seven, ten minutes of that podcast, I completely forgot to m- plug my microphone in as well. I was like, I, well, I think I had a, a long day that day, and I think I already had a few drinks in me. So that was a fun challenge. And then realizing, oh crap, no microphone in. <laughs> so just, I just let he and he just effortlessly took over and kept talking. So thank you for that treat. So next on the podcast, I have Reg. Uh, we talked about all things geek, comics, TV, and how he found love during lockdown with his new girlfriend, uh, and also how he's going to be in January starting his career as a police officer. It was really interesting to talk to him about, because I'm a massive geek in a way. I love my comics. I love my TV shows. I love my superheroes. I love my Spider-Man. But it was also really interesting to hear how he'd been dating someone via Hinge, the app, um, during lockdown, and how that started to blossom and where that came from because like i hinge wasn't a thing i think when i was single so i it was interesting to firstly hear what hinge is and what they do um but it was interesting to see how he'd been managing to maintain a relationship during what is actually a really hard time it was great because i've i've never actually met reg in person but we've got mutual friends uh and one he's a looker Two, he's got a great voice. Um, he's been on my friend's podcast, Once Upon a Scream, and he's definitely got really? a, a face for TV and he's got a voice for radio. Um, yeah, he's he's just so lovely and warm and kind and also really relaxing. I, was like, I could definitely just listen to him to fall asleep or to meditate or to relax. So it was a really calming kind of like lovely episode. And when I talk in, on my podcast, I mumble and I ramble and I trip over my words and I um and I, uh, and I uh. um. But for him, he was just, he just came on on so effortlessly. It was lovely. Yeah, it was lovely to have him. Um, and I, yeah, I'd love to. I can't wait to meet him in real life. <laughs> uh, so next on the podcast, I have someone. I had someone called Kevin. Um, you actually originally introduced me to him. He's a cosplayer, actor, singer, and all round goofy, dorky guy. Um, he was a tr- absolute tr- again. Someone I was, I, get, I was a little bit nervous about podcasting with, just because he is has quite a large following, and he's massively known within the cosplay. Um, community he's blue power ranger his x-men his marvel his Sp- Ma- spider-man especially is massively known um he's a massive charm fan which I, I knew he liked charm but i didn't know the, to the extent that he liked charmed and it, it was again i was a bit like ah, oh, gotta be on professional podcast mode again he was a, he's an american who i don't know in real life so i felt like i had to be a bit more like i know what i'm doing um mode but he again instantly i was put at ease and he's such a lovely guy and we talk a little bit still now which is great and i'm a massive power ranger marvel fan in the future it's now inspired me to go and do proper cosplays i i have ideas i want to do i want to get that spandex out and i want to put on the costume i want to be a superhero too um so jason how did you originally come across because you introduced me to you introduced me to i believe how did you first come across him to begin with i think i think um charmed fan is an understatement of what he actually is mm. i i think he is the charmed fan that has ever existed in the entire world like he is totally there he knows everything about everything when it comes to charmed but for me, I know him from the cosplay world when it comes to um, uh, the, the whole um, Cyclops and Blue Power Ranger-like world. Um, he has done some amazing cosplays over the course of the years. He's gone to different Comic-Cons. He's done, he's done different um, 
uh, worlds that he's gone to, and he's actually like dressed up as different um, uh, characters over the course of the years. And he he has like he's done some incredible things. Like to be fair, his um, Cyclops was pretty incredible. And also, but well, I came across him because he actually did um, a Disney. Disney gender Ben cosplay. That's how I came across him to begin with in the first place. So but didn't he do like Brave or something? Or yeah. Aladdin? So there was him and a, a bunch of other guys um, that are male conforming men. And they what they did was they actually all dressed up in um, different cosplays as different princesses. So uh, Kizzy actually came across as brave. So that's how it came about that I actually started to get to understand who he is and who he is as part of that community. Wait, so my next guest, uh, Ralph, who talks about all things fetish, leather and uh, rubber, but also it, his podcast episode was a little bit differently because while we did champion his love of uh, the leather world and the fetish world and the kink world, he also did talk about his... Um, struggles on past with uh, substance and drug abuse in the past to, to quickly go over the the more fun side of the episode and um, he talked about how he first got into the leather scene and how he's the winner of two titles within the leather contests which essentially are miss congeniality the film uh, miss world styling competitions which were it was so interesting to hear about like how it actually works and what rounds there are and what they had to do and Ralph won, um, let me get this right, he won um, Mr. Leather Denmark 2008 and Mr. Leather Europe 2008. Uh, and he's got a whole sash and he's really doing his community proud. And it was just really interesting because it's, it's I've known Ralph for a while, but I've never really had the opportunity to really ask him about it. Like leather and page aren't really necessarily my world, but it actually didn't say, and I guess when you talk to someone who isn't necessarily into that world, that can kind of sound a bit scary and a bit dark and a bit like other. So when he was talking about it, it sounded so lovely and almost a bit twee in parts. I'm sure a lot of it is actually quite hardcore and, and rock and roll, but he made the contest sound like such a lovely community and less scary. And I think, like, oh, right, maybe I could put on a leather jacket or whatever. Um, but then we did talk about his um, his addiction problems and how he's been resolving them, which was a massive... Um, eye-opener and just so I was so thankful and grateful that he was so honest and happy to talk about such a subject which was again again on the podcast I never want any I never want any while we are the champions of happy and we are championing things that are happy I never want anyone to ever lie because mostly this podcast comes from uh, mental health and checking in on yourself and he was happy to use it for lack of a better word to talk about his struggles and to really open up and it was really refreshing and i would never want anyone to come on the podcast and say yeah my life is great i'm fine i'm totally fine and he he was very frank and very honest and i i cannot um thank him enough or praise him enough for for doing that and being a advocate and an ambassador um for still working and living and loving the leather gay fetish scene but also sobering how you can do that in a sober and safe environment which is exactly what he's doing with his own group real clear fetish it's absolutely incredible. Like, there's there's a hard stigma out there where um, fetish or um, kink or anything that's, like, not on the vanilla variety is considered not the norm. And because of that, it involves other aspects such as alcohol or drugs or anything that's like involved in it but it doesn't have to be someone can be into something personally that they really personally enjoy it doesn't have to be a kink it doesn't have to be a like fetish it's just something that they personally enjoy and it doesn't have to be linked to drugs or alcohol and from listening to podcasts it really made it clear that it, it really made it clear that it, it's not necessarily part of that world yeah, and I think for this one, uh, uh, the assumption is when you're into that more 
I mean, for the lack of better words, hardcore, grungy, fetishy, kinky scene, drugs is, is associated with that and drinking is associated with that. Um, and, and drugs and drinking is associated with gay, a lot of gay culture aspects as well. So it was really refreshing oh. to hear that you can be involved in one side of gay culture or, or kink, sex, positive, um, hard, harder core uh, communities, but you don't necessarily have to do the, the drugs and the drinking and the and the partying and whatever. But so that I was so over the moon that Ralph came on and was able to express that so well and so kindly and so openly. And I got emotional. He got emotional. I think a lot of people who listen got emotional. Um, and yeah, I couldn't have been more honoured that he um, came onto my podcast to talk about it and to really share his his past and his stories. Then moving on to a polar opposite episode, we move on to December, where I definitely wanted to get Christmas uh, definitely heavily involved in the show. So my first Christmas guest with was with my friend Sam, who is firstly hilarious, and I wanted to get someone on to talk about Christmas films, and I knew Sam loves Christmas and is all things film and knows so much pop, pop culture. And it was just a really fun stupid dumb episode <laughs> and i really i feel like i let myself down on my kira knightley impressions um but it's the first time i've ever played a game on the podcast um basically in the podcast episode we talk about um he lists five uh, five film christmas films that he loves i listed five of mine and we had a bit of a giggle and a laugh about christmas and talking about traditions and it was it was only a few weeks ago that i recorded it um but it feels like yesterday it was so much fun. I really enjoyed that episode. I didn't have to do much work in that episode, which was great. <laughs> a lot of the time I have to like make serious notes and ask these questions and ask these questions. But because Sam's a friend, I was like, oh, I just talk it with Sam. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, if I was you, I would have potentially worked on the impressions a little bit because when I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay, sure, babes. Yeah, that that that's what you want to do for like. I was under a lot of pressure. Considering the amount that you love, um, like Muppets Christmas Carol, where was the where <laughs> where was the jokes? Where <laughs> was the jokes? My cum is our my hey hey ho! It's Kermit the Frog here. Um, just um, fuck, I can't fucking redo it now anymore. That's not even Kermit, James. That's not even Kermit. <sighs> hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. No, all right, well, it's it's gone. Kermit's stop, left me. Stop, 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 okay. stop, stop, stop. Oh, you do a Kermit <laughs> the Frog impression. Um, after all, there's only one more sleep to Christmas. Okay, that's pretty good. All right, yeah. Do a Kieran Knightley. Um. Oh, I think I look rather pretty. I think your Kermit was better than your Kira. But um, if so, to put you on the spot very quickly, five Christmas films uh, that everyone should watch. Go. Okay, so everyone needs to watch Love Actually, whether you love it or hate it, especially for the part where Emma Thompson cries, because that mm. breaks me every time. Um, I love Mimi and St. Louis, purely for Judy Garland. She literally makes that film. That is a Christmas film. Nobody can tell me anything otherwise. Um, I love, of course I love Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> that That is a given. That is like, how many were up to? Um, and also I love Elf. Oh no, Elf. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm chatting with Elf. Oh, also I, I've got a new one this year. I actually watch Holiday because I love a cheesy film. I love a cheesy holiday. I love a cheesy holiday Christmas film. And I watched Holiday this year and generally loved it, laughed at it, and then cried at the end. Because oh, you're going to hate me because I hated Holiday. No, that's not true. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. It didn't do anything for me. I was like, what? But if I you love it, that's fine. That's fine. I'm a crier. Also, you told me to watch it. Jingle a... Jangle, and I didn't like Jingle Jangle. <laughs> so I think your taste might be very different to mine. <laughs> no, Jane. Honestly, normally we'd like very on sync. I, yeah. I can't help it. Maybe lockdown's changed us, Jason. Maybe you're a different person. <gasps> Maybe I am. <laughs> Who are you? Who is this new Jason? So moving swiftly on then to my last uh, and final guest of the year, um, Eleanor who is a friend of yours and your partner Daniel's, um, who was so lovely and 
was so easy to talk to. And so it's basically on her episode, we talk about all things Christmas pantomime, which she is a professional in, in Christmas performances. And we talked about her experiences on the Panto Factor, which is a contest which won her the, um, the role of Robin Hood in a pantomime. Uh, and she also spoke about um, previous other performances she's done at Feeling or Generally Christmassy. And yet, again, I was a bit, little bit nervous because I'd never met her before, but so, so lovely, so easy, so, so nice to talk to. And again, I think she has definitely won the title of best Zoom backdrop with her twinkly, I mean, granted no one on the podcast can see it, but it was a, a basically twinkly lights and a lovely plant. So I think she definitely won that role, uh, that, that award for the year. Yeah, just so nice. And uh, how, so I know how you guys met, but what did you, uh, as, because you know her, what was it like to hear her on a podcast? Well, I was more surprised the fact that you actually were able to ask like three questions because knowing Eleanor, <laughs> knowing Eleanor, like Ellie, as I call it, that I, I expected you to ask a once question and then that was it for the rest of the 50 minutes. Because as much as I love her, <laughs> as much as I love her beyond compare, that girl knows how to talk. Like you could ask her one question and she could spend 40 minutes answering it. And that's why I love her completely. Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um Honestly, though, if there was any person that was there to represent, like, I, I legit, I will go on camera, voice, whatever. If there's any person that I would ever say that is there to go and represent Christmas, pantomime, festive, anything, it is Ellie. Like, she is that person that is that twinkling star that, she she sings every Christmas song going. She's that person that brings that light to your to your room. Like she would come in and start singing, "We wish you a merry Christmas." Not even you don't have to ask her. She just does it anyway. She would just come in and just start going, "We wish you a merry Christmas." Like okay, great, thanks. But she is that person that oozes Christmas. Like when I first met her. <laughs> when I first met her, like one thing that she said on a podcast, like she started see, saying how um, she used to sing through the, the score of Cats. Like when I was in my living room one day with her, she sat there and was like, oh yeah, I used to sing the, like, the score of Cats. And she literally sat there one day and started singing through the score of Cats at my face. And, like there was just me and her in the living room and that was it. And she was like, ski uh-huh. Excuse my singing, but she actually sat there and she started singing "Cats at Me" in the middle of the living room. It was so nice, it, and it made me feel really. And this Christmas for everyone, I think, around the world, is going to be very, very different. So it was lovely to hear someone who is who works so heavily within the Christmas entertainment sector and talk about what they would normally do and how they would normally get into the Christmas spirit. And yeah, it was such a lovely episode. I'm very glad that was the last episode of the year. Um, and now that brings us to this episode, which is a recap. So basically what we're going to do now, Jason, is going to recap how we talked about everything we've recapped. How did you feel I talked about you in the start? I'm kidding. Absolutely. We're not going to do that. We'll be here for two hours. Um, thank you so much for um, coming back on the podcast and recapping everything from July till till now. Um just out of pure curiosity what are some of the topics and subjects you would like to hear in the new year i'm doing some market research um how can we improve uh yeah but what um what things would you want to hear more of in the new year do you know what do you know what james what i've really enjoyed is how authentic the people have been that have been on your podcast more than anything else mm. that is the main thing that is really made me sit there and think, do you know what? I've really enjoyed this. Like those that have come on, been their own authentic self. They've talked about what they've been up to, what they've been doing or what they are potentially going to be doing. And they're like, this is me. This is my like A to Z. And this is what is actually like really working for them. And that was actually really what's made me happy more than anything else. 
I, I'm really looking forward to next year and what it brings. I'm I've already started slowly to book in new guests, uh, and I'm excited for what's going to come. I've got a few topics in mind that I really want to cover. The podcast will probably change in the next year because um, who knows? All the podcasts I've done have been remotely and via Zoom. So who knows? Maybe one day I'll get to be in the same room I'm recording with the person. Who knows? Um, Thank you again, Jason. We're going to call that a day. Um, Do you want to plug any social media? Do you want people to find you? Um, I mean, if anyone actually... wants to follow me it's jason underscore roger r-o-d-g-e-r on instagram um because my name's spelled weird but apart from that that's it so jason underscore r-o-d-g-e-r thank you very much jason for being on the podcast and thank you for all my other guests who have graced me with their news and their knowledge and their power um for being on my podcast and sharing all your stories with my listeners Thank you to my listeners um, for listening and interacting with me on social media. It's I love this project and I can't wait to continue it in the new year. I will be back in mid to late January, so don't worry, there will be more episodes. And you can keep up to date with the podcast by following us on all sorts of social media, from Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And if you really enjoyed the podcast, why not go to iTunes and give us a lovely little five-star rating and tell me what you've liked about the podcast this year. I look forward to seeing you all in 2021, which is um, that's crazy to say. But um, in the meantime, goodbye and have a Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.